Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Samansky. I'm your host, Stan Samansky. Today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Samansky nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest, and everything that is presented is for informational purposes only. I want to share a brief Bible study on the word stand. And the reason is, this world is crazy. This world is becoming unhinged. This world is going to be at war, and there's going to be chaos. And overarching over all this, I want to say what, um, who I support, Steve Quayle has said repeatedly that there is no political solution to a spiritual problem. People are unhinged in their morality. What, you know, the Apostle Paul said that all is permissible, but not all is profitable. In other words, you know, you can do anything you like. But if you think that you're in the end, that you're going to benefit by it, uh, you have got, like the song says, you have got another thing coming. I am bringing up and I get so convicted when I look at this stuff. People think they can just do anything. You know, in the book of Romans, The Apostle Paul concludes at the end of the chapter. He's talking about a lot of people doing things they shouldn't do. But starting in verse 28, he says, Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, 
but also approve of those who practice them. Steve Quayle ran an article, I think, two days ago, just about the uh, the incidents of Satanism in the music industry. Um, all these people to get sweet record deals and to get promoted had to, you know, basically in the way I understand it, uh, you know, make an allegiance to Satan. People do these things and they do it because, well, A for, you know, but it's all these things that we, that I just mentioned at the end of uh, the first chapter of the book of Romans, that they're full of enver, envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. You know, filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. And these, this depravity is being borne out even in the music videos, even in the lives that they live, even in, instead of them committing themselves to God, which is profitable for them, in the end, it is profitable for them. It's profitable in this life as well. And when you what you determine profitable is that it is good for you. It is good for you. But they forget about that. They see, you know, that because of their greed, they see the shiny baubles and the money and the uh, accolades. And go after that because they think that Satan will give it to them and that, that it will be, you know, without a terrible cost necessarily. But they're going to burn, in my humble opinion, ultimately. Because Jesus said people will burn who are not who do not abide in him. He likened them to to vine branches that have broken off and broken away from the vine and are now dead and are good for nothing except to be picked up and bundled and burned. On the other side of that, horrible choice that people make all the time is those who believe God, who trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, who fight the good battle of faith. And I just want to encourage folks to stand. So I just, you know, pulled up a few verses to help you with that. Because I'm, you know, I am hoping (laughs) that most people who listen to this are either interested in Jesus Christ or don't hate him, or love him, and are committed to him. I love Jesus Christ. I'm committed to him. I have to work every... I have a song that I'm working on. I think I mentioned this before. You know, every day I work to have clean hands is that it's our business to maintain our purity and to keep our accounts short with God at, you know, to tell him we're sorry and ask for forgiveness when we fall short, but also to contend for the faith, to share our faith and to share 
Jesus Christ and why he's the only answer for mankind. He ain't woke, he ain't broke, and he ain't no joke. Jesus Christ is the only answer for mankind. But people and the devil are going to make it difficult for you to stand in the faith. But you have to do some things like putting on the full armor of God, which I will get to, I believe, here. You know, first I want to mention this from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. So to stand firm in the faith, you're going to have to know the Word of God. Now, you won't know everything at the beginning, but you have to continually delve into the Word of God, and that means reading your Bible. If you have never done that, I suggest that you start, you're listening to this on the internet, so that means you have an internet connection, and you can take your browser to BibleGateway.com and search for John 1, John space 1, and that'll take you to the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And you can start there and consider for yourself, is Jesus Christ who he said he was, or was he a madman and a crazy person? He is who he said he was. He proved he is who he said he was. And only him living a perfect life, he came to this earth fully God and fully man, lived a perfect life to fulfill the law as a Hebrew, as an Israelite, as a Jew, doing what no other man or woman could do because no one else has fulfilled the law. You know, in the book of Romans, it says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus knew no sin and yet became sin for us on the cross. He took our sin upon him and paid the sin debt of mankind. But you need to accept that for yourself. Because if you don't, it means nothing to you and you'll just die in your sin. Trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Lord, as that he is God, and Savior, that his work is complete and sufficient to forgive and cleanse you of your sin. But we have to confess you know, our sin to, to, to God. We, we have to ask for forgiveness. And trust, you know, that God raised him from the dead, that Jesus Christ was resurrected. And then abide. As we live, we must abide in Christ. We can't just 
go back to our old ways of these different sins that I mentioned when I read through the first at the end of the first chapter of the book of Romans. You can't live like the devil, you know, after you trusted Christ. It doesn't mean you're not going to sin, that you're not going to, you know, slip into things, you know, um, that you're not going to struggle. A lot of people, can. some people are immediately saved from doing any other of whatever they were doing. Other people struggle. But we must keep our accounts short with God by continuing to confess our sins to him and asking for forgiveness and reading his word. That's, you know, when Jesus, when people, you know, someone said, Lord, Lord, at the end, Jesus said, people will say to him, Lord, Lord, you know, we, we cast, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, we cast out demons in your name and did miracles. And he said, depart from me, for I never knew you. You know, you have to know Jesus Christ. That is communing with him through through prayer, in your private clay, your private place. Excuse me, uh, you know, a closet, you know, your bedroom, wherever. Uh, and by reading the Word of God, this is why He's given us His Word in the Bible. It's so that you have no excuse. And that is how you stand, stand firm in the faith. In Job 19, verse 25, it says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end, he will stand on the earth. Jesus Christ is coming back to the earth for his own, for his own. And his feet are going to touch the Mount of Olives. He will stand on the earth. He will also create a new heaven and a new earth. Because he will stand, we can stand. Because he lives, we can live. Like that great old Bill Gaither song, Because He Lives. But you need to put on the full armor of God to be able to stand. The next two verses, uh, Ephesians 6.11 and 6.13. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. You have an adversary. If, if you trust Christ, you have an adversary known as the devil. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may, able, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So it's not if the day of evil comes, it's when. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. You know, you've got a problem. 
The enemy's coming against you. Have you prayed? Are you praying continually? The Bible admonishes us to pray continually. Have you read your Bible for not only inspiration but education? Also, when you read your Bible, you will probably be inspired to pray in a different way. But it will also give you the confidence to stand. Because any time that folks trusted God in the Bible, that trust, they trusted Jesus, they were not let down. It doesn't mean that you won't suffer. The only, you know, all glory belongs to God, but any, the only glory that any of us will see is, you know, through our suffering. Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, of course, there is real slavery where people are in shackles and do not have freedom of movement. But the Bible's really speaking more here of, you know, the slavery to sin, You know, whether it's, uh, you know, an illicit relationship, pornography, if it's, uh, you know, some, you know, one of the sins that I mentioned again by, you know, reading the, um, the end of the first chapter of the book of Romans, it could be anything. <laughs> it could be anything that is keeping you literally separated from Christ. Because when you're with Christ, you're free. You know, Paul does talk about being a bondservant to Christ. But it, it's in your yoke to Christ that you find freedom from the things that enslaved you previously. That is how you stand firm. Because when you're with Jesus, you can stand. You know, we also have to come face to face with those, you know, at least in prayer, with those who have hurt us. In Mark 11, Jesus said, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. That is such a help, and it, it, it's not easy to do, not at the beginning, to forgive somebody who has terribly hurt you, terribly. But in order that, you know, God may forgive you of your sins, this is what Jesus is saying. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked 
or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. That's Psalm 1, verse 1. So he's telling you not to stand in the way that sinners take. You know, and conversely, I could say that if, if, if you stand with righteous people, that you're going to be able to stand. Because if you stand with the sinners, you're not going to stand. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. Now, this is 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 and 2. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, Otherwise, you have believed in vain. So there's plenty of people who hear the gospel. And they say, yeah, yeah, I know the gospel. But it's those who receive it and on which have taken a stand. In other words... I stand with Jesus. I stand with that which is righteous. And, he, and Jesus in, in, and uh, the apostle says, excuse me, by this gospel you're saved if you hold firmly to the word. So it's like somebody clutching you know, something very precious to their chests. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of holding you have to have of the gospel, that you hold it that close to you. Because only when something is that close to you are you able to stand on what you believe. It's not with someone who could, you know, take it or leave it. Folks, this world, it is crazy what is going on, and it's because Perhaps a time is coming, you know, of suffering and upheaval that have never been seen before. Uh, I think this, it's called, here's a new website called The Important, The Most Important News. It, Michael Snyder, uh, who, who I like. Um, he has an article up called Eight Signs That Demonstrate How Truly Bizarre Our Society Is Coming. Number one, he mentions facial recognition technology is now being implemented on a widespread basis. You know, for instance, the official TSA website is openly admitting 
that the TSA is starting to use facial scanning technology at airports nationwide. Well, doesn't that make you feel nice? You know, number two, the elite want to make national borders meaningless, and that is quickly becoming the case. So many people from foreign countries have moved into the Twin Cities area in Minnesota that authorities are being forced to put signs explaining that peeing, pooping, and rape uh, are not allowed while riding public transportation. That's crazy. And he has links there. It's The website is themostimportantnews.com. Number three, he said, do you remember Michael Cassidy? He was the guy that beheaded the statue of Satan at the Iowa Capitol, and now he's being charged with a hate crime. Um, uh, that's just, you know, crazy. Number four in Montana. One family just had their 14-year-old daughter permanently taken away from them because they wouldn't allow her to transition to a different gender. At 14, in my humble opinion, I mean, that minor is still, uh, you know, part of a family. Number five, sticking with Montana, it's being reported that a bioagent super lab in the state is doing experiments with Ebola, Lassa fever, Nipah, and even the plague. Now, you know that regarding the Ukraine, and I have certainly taken hits uh, about doing stories about the Ukraine, like that the Ukraine army was starting to employ Down syndrome, at least one Down syndrome individual who, who, you know, there was a video, which was up on EA, uh, a Down syndrome person in a trench. What's he doing there? I mean, and he was outfitted, except without proper foot attire, I might add. Uh, that he was there to, you know, to be cannon fodder. It's crazy. But the United States had uh, something like 25, 26 biolabs in the Ukraine. So maybe it's not so crazy that there's one that's in Montana experimenting with Ebola, Lassa fever, Nipah, and even the plague. What are they doing all that for? But uh, to think that, you know, your neighboring country, getting back to Ukraine for a second, uh, that your neighboring country wouldn't be upset that there was not just one, but 25 biolabs. America was running 25 biolabs in the Ukraine. It's crazy. I mean, Martin Armstrong has has, uh, spoken about, you know, all this and, you know, the money laundering and Zelensky having properties in Florida and other places. I mean, it's crazy. But anyway... What's your country doing with a bioagent super lab, you know, in our country? 
Uh, we've been warned for a long time that a cashless society is coming, but now we've reached the point or a point where thousands of businesses all over the United States have already gone cashless. Folks, it is not freedom to, to not have cash. You, you, everything you do and where you go will be tracked, you know, with CBDC, that's central bank digital currency. And, you know, finally, the, the, uh, the, the first, we learned earlier this week that the first brain chip has been implanted in a human subject. And that's Elon Musk's company, Neuralink, uh, that's doing that. And they said that uh, research studies continue to look promising. Um, I'm sure there will be some benefit for some population of people, but for the most, it will be mind control eventually. Eventually, this ends up in chaos. Eventually, this ends up in chaos. And I, I come back to what Steve Quayle said that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, is that there is no political solution for a spiritual problem. If you think that you can vote the right person in to solve all these kind of things... I, I think that you live in a delusion, deception. The only hope is Jesus Christ and trusting Jesus Christ. We could be at the point where God is allowing this these things to happen. You know, it's just like, you know, God allowed Satan to, to, uh, to, to mess with Job to give him boils, to, to take out his, uh, his children and, and his houses and his livestock. I mean, I don't know why God allowed that, except he knew that the Job wouldn't fold. And actually, you know, Job at the end of his life had, and he was a rich man, twice as much as before when he was afflicted. But why does God allow Satan to do, you know, those things? I don't know, but God has his reasons and his ways. And the Bible says that his ways are above our ways. But if he allowed Satan to do that, uh, he's going to basically allow him to do things at the end of the age that bring on, you know, what, uh, you know, Bible folks would call the apocalypse or the unveiling or the tribulation. which in my humble opinion is the, is the final three and a half years. Um, so there's no political, politics aren't going to save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. You know, you need to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior to be saved. And that's so you can live forever with God as opposed to living in a burning lake of fire where the fire doesn't go out and the worm doesn't die. Sounds horrible. You're right. It's horrible. Make your choice today. 
Please make your choice also to consider supporting Encouraging Angels. Go to encouragingangels.org. Go to the Donate tab, and you can do something with your your card there with Cornerstone, our online uh, payment processor, or um, you can send something, precious metals, check, cash, although we've never gotten cash, uh, you know, at our P.O. box, but you could do it. I guess if you were careful, uh, you, you to send that to EA, you know, at the P.O. box on our website. Folks, so much bad stuff's happening that I mentioned from that Michael Star, uh, Snyder article. Don't forget to take a look at civildefensemanual.com because your government does not have a civil defense plan for you. There's no civil defense shelters near you. If, the, if you find any, let me know and, and prove me wrong, okay? Uh, but the Civil Defense Manual has all the information about, you know, pro- procuring and storing water, food, uh, shelter, having a neighborhood protection team. Um, All the other things like communications, night fighting, because the bad things happen at night, unfortunately. If the grid goes down or there's a nuke strike on America, God forbid. I mean, you know, and and you're not right where that happens, by the way. Um, But you're, you know, and everything just shuts down. You'll have brigands at your door within days, in my humble opinion. Um. Jack has put together a 950-page, two-volume set. I mean, with all this information, with expert information about civil defense, something that America used to do for its people and it no longer does, uh, and it's it costs $100. In my humble opinion, that's worth it. Take a look at it, civildefensemanual.com. This is the... Encouraging Angels Podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.